0: Hello, and thank you for clicking on the Sean B. Show. Today's episode was recorded on January 28th, the year 2023 at the Edge Construction Studio in Columbus, Indiana. Edge Construction, masters of the construction industry. We've talked about them before. We'll talk about them forever, okay? These guys are great. They're studs. You need some dirt work or site development done. Anything you need construction-wise, let them know. Edge Construction, 812-343-3035, and look. Tell my man, Brian, the Sean B show sent you. All right. Today's episode, we're going to do a little quick capsule. Okay. Give some picks on the AFC and NFC championship games that will be happening on Sunday. Talk about some player props. Talk about a few coaching things. Okay. That coaching carousel we're going to be talking about forever. It's all right here, baby. You're listening to The Sean B Show on Second String Media. Hello and welcome into The Sean B Show. It is Saturday, January 28th. The year is 2023. It is NFL Championship Weekend. What an exciting weekend. But before we get to that, it is also... National Have Fun at Work Day. So I'm in here today at work having a blast. I got to work at the bar tonight. Gonna have a blast. Got live music tonight at the bar. If you're listening to this before Saturday night at nine o'clock, the Eric Hamlin Band will be on our stage at Ziggy's Pub in Columbus, Indiana tonight. Also, also, today I am sad to announce that the YMCA Bulls seven and eight year old basketball team that I coach took an L this morning, the YMCA Bulls lost to the Wolves 24 to 18 hard fought game. I tell you what we battled back. Okay. We got it within four. They went on like an eight or 10 run. Okay. Pulled away from us. Got it back to within four. But uh, at the end of the day, a big L for the Bulls. We had a lot of fun though. Uh, nephew trouble coughing a lot, uh, doing having some some breathing stuff and running out of breath. Uh, a lot of coughing. Got some kind of chest thing going on. So he was uh, he was out there though. He was doing his best, and uh, yeah, unfortunately couldn't get the W. But the YMCA Bulls, listen. Okay, it's a long season. It's not that long, but it's a long season. All right. We got time to develop and build and grow, and that's exactly what we're going to do, okay? That is exactly what we're going to do. What's up, my guy? I haven't talked to you in forever, Mr. Ramon. Good to see you, brother. We're going to talk AFC-NFC Championship today. We're going to have a little conversation about uh, the Colts coaching search as we've whittled it down to some more finalists. But uh first thing I want to talk about is uh, – it's kind of an uncomfortable conversation for me to have in my particular position, but uh, the Carolina Panthers hiring Frank Reich as their uh, as their sixth head coach. They make that choice. Frank Reich fired by the Colts this year. We all know that midway through the year. Uh, one of the worst offenses in football. I believe the worst offense in the NFL at the time of his firing. Um, I want to talk for a second about, like I said, I don't want to dive too far into this because there's only so much that I can personally say about it. I just know what I see, but I know like with interim head coaches, it, it makes you ask a lot of questions when one of them doesn't get the job. I had a lot of questions about rich Passaccia not getting the Raiders job, rich Passaccia coached the Raiders all the way to the playoffs in that interim spot once he took over for John Gruden. And then, of course, was passed over for the job by Josh McDaniels. And you see how that went, did not go well for the Raiders. This particular case, Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers, fired with a one and four record. They trade away their best player in Christian McCaffrey. Steve Wilkes take o- takes over from an interim spot, coaches him to a six and six record over the last 12 weeks of the season. Because of how bad their division was, this guy had them from one and four into playoff contention. Now, it did not go that way for the Carolina Panthers. We all know that. But look, this is a team that played inspired football with all the quarterback uncertainty they had, with trading away their best player, a roster that wasn't that good to begin with. Steve Wilkes comes in and coaches them to a 6 and 6 record competing until the very end for the NFC South. So I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about just those two situations. There's an obvious difference in those two situations. And I know there's a lot of talk this morning going on about, you know, why why does this continue to happen? And like I said, it's not so much for me to talk so much about the race war in the NFL, about how race is affecting things that happen in in the NFL. But this is almost blatant. This is almost like a lot of people lost their minds when the Colts moved Jeff Saturday to an interim position. And there's there's good points there. But Jeff Saturday, basically a seat warmer. At the time, we thought. Now he's a fucking finalist for the job. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, Jeff Saturday, a seat warmer at the time. Yeah, Interim coach, here, come in. Finish this season out. We'll move on after this. But in this particular case, you've got, same thing, an interim coach. Many times, essentially, a seat warmer. Look, if Jeff Saturday had it not been 1-7. in over his stint leading the Colts, there's got to be obvious conversation. If he makes the Colts a playoff contender throughout his stint, there's got to be a conversation, right? There's no sense in having a conversation about Jeff Saturday coaching the Colts. If they actually do that, I I don't even know what the reaction would be. I, I, I can't fathom the reaction to that because the fact that he's a finalist is wild enough. But when you talk about Carolina and Steve Wilkes, this is a guy that took a bad football team. They were one and four. He made a locker room, trust him. Made a fan base, trust him. The players love him. The fans love him. He damn near got you to the playoffs. What What are you doing hiring Frank Reich, A guy who just got fired mid-season. And you can say that yeah, they wanted an offensive-minded head coach, but like, how offensive-minded are we talking? I mean, are we gonna bring Carson Wentz back? Or what? What are we doing in Carolina? This is a this Colts offense was abhorrent. It was pathetic. So, I kind a I got. I got. I got to continue asking myself questions, like, you know, and and like I said, when you talk about when you talk about race, it, what what else is there? What other what other reason is there? I don't own an NFL franchise. I get that. I've never been in the front office of an NFL, of an NFL franchise. I understand that. But when a guy was in there doing the job and doing it well in a situation that's already not comfortable with a team that he didn't bring through camp, he didn't bring through mini camp, he didn't bring through rookie camp, he didn't bring this team through any of that. He wasn't the coach then. He takes over a football team that's absolutely fucking defeated who just had their best player traded away. Just had a coach that the players didn't seem to care was fired. He comes in and does the job. The job that you need him to do, he did. It was more than a seat warmer. He damn near got you to the playoffs. He definitely revitalized the locker room and the fan base. So for all you people going and saying, you know, it's not about race. It's not about race. Why does everybody make everything about race? It's not about race. Give me another example of a reason then. Give me a reason. Give me a good reason because Steve Wilkes has coaching experience. He got one year in Arizona before being replaced by Cliff Kingsbury, also just fired. And then he got this 12 games in Carolina where he was obviously in charge. This Panthers team got different. When you thought they were down, they weren't down. They damn near won their division. And again, I know it's the NFC South. I know it was awful. But this team was one and four. They finished seven and 10. Six and six over the last 12 games. So I don't understand. But it just, you know, if you, if you, if I, if I do completely what you ask me to do by removing race from the equation, if I completely remove it from the equation, I just get more confused. There's just more questions. So again, a lot of chatter about that. Um, of course, Steve Wilkes makes a completely um am uh, looking for a word. I can't find a, a a completely classy statement. Um going out, you know, saying, you know, the sun rose today and by the grace of God I did too. Happy for Frank Reich, you know, moving along. As a guy that still wants to be a coach in the NFL, has to do. Because we saw what happened with Brian Flores. Take any kind of action, they'll fucking kill you. So, just, uh, just a mess. It's just a mess. And, uh, you know, from a league and from a, from a group of owners who's trying to combat it and say it's not, it's not a thing, it doesn't exist. Some of these decisions are wild. Some of these decisions are really wild. and I mentioned briefly the Colts coaching search a second ago. I don't think any of that is is based on any kind of racial bias. I really don't. I really, really do not. I think we have the problem that uh jim Mercy's buddy jeff saturday i, I I mean, it's like getting your friend hired at Wendy's. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I'm going to get you this job. Don't fuck me. And then you fucked him. But your friend's, like, still your friend. Like, ah, you weren't given a fair shake. You never had a chance. He did have a chance. The only person on that Colts team down the stretch that looked more confused than Jeff Saturday was Sam Ellinger. Everybody else. Seemed to kind of know what was going on. They'd flip that camera to Jeff Saturday and he's wide eyed and he's confused because he's never done it. Nobody is saying that Jeff Saturday isn't a football mind and couldn't one day be a good head coach. Nobody is saying that. I'm not saying there's a process that these guys have to earn their way through. I'm not saying that. But there is a learning curve. Okay, so, you know, I wanted to believe that Jeff Saturday could could lead this team, but I saw for myself that he can't. I saw for myself that this is not something that, that he's ready to do. Saturday, Raheem Morris, uh, Jiro Evero, and Wink Martindale, people that we know have uh, a... Have, uh, I have moved on in the interview process with Chris Ballard and Jim Mersey and the Colts. Dan Quinn, the guy who I said the other day, I did not want to be hired. I was not pro-dan Quinn. Uh, he returned to the Cowboys. And again, like a lot of these guys, like you look at a guy like Sean Payton, he, he doesn't have to take a job. Let's uh let's let's have that known out there. They these guys don't have to take jobs. You go to a situation in Denver where, yeah, I'm sure Denver is great, but they were pretty terrible, and your quarterback is Russell Wilson. You get a situation in Arizona where, you know, this is a football team who could there's there's pieces there, but your quarterback's Kyler Murray. You know, it's about what situation do you want to fall into. Sean Payton, not a guy who has to who has to take any of those situations. You got guys out there like Bienemy who are ready to ready to get hired as a head coach. Uh Raheem Morris, ready to return to head coaching. Uh Evro wants to be a head coach. That guy's still my favorite for the Colts job. Um, I'm also pro Raheem Morris. Uh Wink Martindale, I, I don't know a lot about him. I admit, but uh I know I'm just not. I, I was never sold on anything the Giants were doing. So not uh it just wasn't. But uh Raheem Morris, uh Idro Evero, Those are those are my guys when when you talk about uh my personal favorites in this Colts coaching search. We're gonna move on because we got football to, we got football to talk about, okay? We definitely got football to talk about. That was loud. <laughs> So it's tomorrow at three o'clock on Fox, the San Francisco 49ers travel to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, two great defenses, two outstanding defenses. I'm really excited to see this game. A lot of people are saying lean under. That's how good these defenses are. Lean under. Lean under. The under right now, the over-under on that game is 46 points, which is not a huge number. People are saying lean under. Ooh. Eagles are two-and-a-half-point favorites, and they pretty much stayed that way the whole time. I like the betting on this game, though. If you want to bet this game, there's no reason not to go money line. I'll tell you what, though. You have San Francisco the two-and-a-half points. That's That pays even money right now. Right now, San Francisco plus two-and-a-half paying one-to-one. That's on Caesars Sportsbook. The only place I bet. I'm a Diamond Elite member with Caesars. I'd be crazy to bet somewhere else. Caesars Sportsbook. Download the app. Be a Caesar. Go full Caesar. San Francisco plus two and a half. Paying one to one. A lot of people think Philly's going to cover though. I'm the same way. I I like Philadelphia. Uh, When you talk about comparing the quarterbacks. I'll take Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy. When you talk about... uh, both teams having really good defenses. Philadelphia's got a passing defense that is ranked number one in the National Football League. And I think that's going to give the Niners some trouble. I think that I think that the Philadelphia defense is too much for San Francisco's offense. Both of these defenses are going to be studly. But I'll take Jalen Hurts finding things, finding ways to make things happen. So that's my pick. I pick in Philadelphia to cover, Philly, and the cover. Philly and the cover. That's my pick. That's what I'm doing. So if you're paying attention. Philadelphia to cover the two and a half. Philadelphia to win the ball game. I got a couple of player props. I got three each this time. I got my I got my props, and then I got a touchdown score for each game. If you're uh, if you're betting this game, here's what I say. A.J. Brown, over 70 and a half receiving yards. A.J. talked about wanting the ball. You got to feel like they're going to make ways to get him the ball. San Francisco's passing defense, 20th in the NFL. That's the one spot that Philadelphia can take advantage of. And I'm not saying San Francisco's secondary is soft. I'm saying if you're going to find a weakness in this defense, that's where it is. A.J. Brown, over 70 and a half receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey over 58 and a half rushing yards. Same reason. If you're going to find a weakness in this Philadelphia defense, it's in their run defense. Christian McCaffrey is very good, and I feel like San Francisco will lean on him a lot because I have a bad feeling that Brock Purdy is going to have a tough day. Brock Purdy is going to have a very, very difficult day. That is the feeling I have. So... Just what I'm saying. Touchdown score for you. Huh? How about this? Anytime touchdown score, go Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts scores a lot of red zone touchdowns. We saw it against Indianapolis. They find a way to part the season, let Jalen Hurts run the ball. He hadn't been rushing for a lot of yards lately. But he finds a way to get into the end zone. And I think he's going to do it again on Sunday. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown score. Those are my three player props for this game. AJ Brown over 70 and a half. CMC over 58 and a half on the ground. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown score. That's where you ought to lay. How about this 630 Sunday game? This AFC championship game. Cincinnati and Kansas City should be another great football game, but I got a slightly changed opinion of how I think this one's going to go. And look, the line is shifting in the direction of Kansas City. Kansas City was minus one. Now they're minus one and a half. A lot of money on that Cincinnati side of the ball. And for good reason. I like Cincinnati to cover and win. That's my pick. I'm picking a Cincinnati, Philadelphia Super Bowl. Cincinnati, obviously, to pick them to win, obviously, picks them to cover. It's one and a half, so, I mean, they're going to do both take your take your poison where you are you get Cincinnati at one to one even money to win the ball game you get Kansas City if you like KC you get him at minus 120 so you're not getting bad odds there either stay away from the spread in this game there's no reason to go there it's one and a half points a lot of money gonna be left on the table if this is a one- point game though that's uh that's the truth <clears throat> I like Joe Burrow. Cincinnati's Red Hot and Patrick Mahomes, I don't care. Look, they show the videos of him in practice, like doing spins and skipping and shit. What he doesn't have in those videos is 300-pound men chasing him around. That's what he doesn't have. He doesn't have a race against time. He can spin and hop and skip at his own pace. So don't show me a video of him in practice, like, just skipping out to the field, like, I don't care about that. And nobody should. They circulated it all over the media yesterday. Nobody should care about that video. It means nothing. The guy has a high ankle sprain. Now, I understand people can recover quickly. I understand that people can be given medicine to to kind of mask the pain. I understand all of that. But people sit five to six weeks with high ankle sprains, man. Like... To discount this as a disadvantage to Kansas City is insane. Now, Patty Mahomes is capable of a lot of good shit. He's, look, he's a tier above everybody. In my honest opinion, a tier above everybody in this league. With regards to this championship game, serious disadvantage. Picking Joe Burrow to go 4-0 in his career over Patrick Mahomes. That's what I'm saying. 6.30 Sunday. How about player props? How about player props? I'm doubling down on Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow over 277.5 passing yards. Write that down. Joe Burrow over 277.5 passing yards. Make that bet. Jamar Chase over 6.5 receptions. I almost went with his yards. But his yards, as Jamar Chase gets, his yards are up there. Let's go see it. Because I kind of forgot. Receiving yards. Jamar Chase. Yeah, 83 and a half. That's a lot. That's a lot considering the weapons are there in in Cincinnati. There's a lot of targets. Okay? Hayden Hurst is going to play. That was announced. Of course, you've got T. Higgins. Got Tyler Boyd. 83-and-a-half was too big for me. But Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown scorer, Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. I got Philly, Miss Lauren. I got Philly. Also, anytime touchdown scorer, Jamar Chase. Chase over six-and-a-half receptions. Don't know about the yards, but over six-and-a-half receptions. Jamar Chase to get into the end zone. He's gotten into the end zone nine out of the last nine games. Nine times in nine games, Jamar Chase in the end zone. Feel like he's gonna do it again Sunday at Arrowhead. I'm riding with Joe Cool. Now, when we talk about our exactus, we know that the only thing we can't have is a Philadelphia Kansas City Super Bowl. And I don't think we're gonna get it, okay? I don't think that's gonna happen. But if we get the Super Bowl we just picked, if we get Philadelphia Cincinnati. And Philadelphia wins it. We've got Philadelphia to beat Cincinnati for plus 30 or plus 3,000. 30 to one on our money. That would be a great pick. That'd be a great exacta. We're this close. If it's Cincinnati and San Francisco, like Lauren says up there in the comments, Cincinnati, San Francisco pays us 20 to one or 25 to one. Pays us on either side. So I'd be completely happy with a Cincinnati, San Francisco Super Bowl. We cannot have Kansas City versus Philadelphia. We miss them all. Look, in this exacto world there were 144 possibilities at the start of the playoffs. Out of 144 of them we picked 10. okay? So the likelihood of actually hitting one wasn't the best. Now of course we knew that Jacksonville was not going to beat uh, I'll say the Giants in a Super Bowl, and that was obviously one of the 144 possibilities. There were a lot of them we could rule out right away. They paid a whole lot of money, though. I think Jacksonville to beat the Giants was like 250 to 1 on your money. Sick. Fucking sick. But that's the way I'm calling it. Philadelphia covers and beats the 49ers. Cincinnati covers and beats the Kansas City Chiefs. I like this Chiefs. Bengals Super Bowl potential matchup. But you never know. I did tell you it'd be a short episode today, and it is going to be a short episode today. We only got a few things to talk about. Those are my picks. Write those picks down. Remember them. Remember the props. Tua Tungavailoa still in... (laughs) In... Uh, Tua to Tagovailoa is still in concussion protocol. That's a mouthful. Good god. He's been in uh, concussion protocol for 1 month. Going to miss the Pro Bowl games. Obviously, the Dolphins prioritizing his long-term health. Hopefully, he is prioritizing his long-term health. We want to see that guy back on the field week 1 next year, okay? So, whatever you got to do to make sure that guy's heads right, okay? Cuz there's no reason. Not even the game of football. For somebody to be fucked up in their fucking noggin. Find ways to keep this guy safe. Find ways to get this guy the treatment he needs and to get healthy. Because that's number one. Number one is to get your head healthy. Okay? And we got to see two of throwing footballs next year. It's just got to happen. Because what he was going to do this year was fantastic what Tua Tungawailoa was going to accomplish in a 17-game season this year and the Miami Dolphins, I bet, I bet with a healthy two of the Dolphins might still be playing football. There was a good possibility for them to go a long way. There was a good possibility for them to win the AFC East. Look, That's going to be tough to deal with if you can get the same Tua back next year and this guy stays on the same career trajectory that he was on. I want to watch this kid play football because he's tough and fun to watch. Tua! That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Look, guys, this has been the Sean B. Show. 30-minute podcast today. Write the picks down. Philadelphia, Cincinnati. Both covering, obviously, since covering because they're plus one. A.J. Brown, over 70 and a half rushing, or receiving yards. CMC, over 58 and a half rushing yards. Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown scorer. Joe Burrow, over 277 and a half res, or passing yards. Jamar Chase, over six and a half receptions. And a Chase Todd. I like it. I like it. Look, guys, we are in the Edge Construction Studio, as always. Edge Construction, masters of the construction industry. Okay? These guys are absolute studs. You need some dirt work, site development done. Call Brian and his team. 812-343-3035. Tell them the Sean B. Show sent you. That's what's up. I'm going to get out of here. Look, I got a coaching loss today that I got to go home and somehow figure out how to fucking deal with. Okay? Then I come here to the podcast We only got a half an hour podcast today. There's a lot going on this morning. I had to do it today because I promised I would do it today. So we're only doing 30 today. Okay. But you got Super Bowl picks. You got my take on this Frank Reich hire. You got my take on this Colts coaching search. Please just send me Raheem Morris. He's got to be my favorite. Idro Evro right there with him. One of those two guys. That's who I hope they whittle it down to. Do not give me Jeff Saturday, please. I'm very, very anti the Jeff Saturday. Look, I love Jeff Saturday. Okay. It hurts to say that because it hurts to say anything negative involving Jeff Saturday's name. But I can't, I just can't deal with it. Please, Ursa, come to your senses, man. Come to your senses because this Colts franchise. Will literally be viewed a laughing stock until Jeff Saturday proves otherwise. And if Ursay doesn't hire Saturday, like we get a chance to get a guy in there that that might do something. <laughs> like the only good thing that can happen is if Ursay hires Saturday, Saturday has to be dominant. That's the only way to to deliver the big fuck you to people like me, to people that are saying the same things I'm saying. One in seven wasn't the fuck you that was needed. Wasn't the fuck you we were hoping for when he took over the interim job. So, uh, guys, I want you to have a great rest of your week, whatever time of week it is you're listening to this podcast. Of course, if you're listening live, the podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you're listening on the podcast, we're live on YouTube every day. Not every day. That's a lie. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Today was noon. (laughs) I tell you what. Click and get the notifications because today was noon. Big coaching day, man. I'm telling you. Bulls out the YMCA taking the L 24 to 18. Them kids played hard. Proud of every one of them. We're going to get better all year. As for you, I will see you guys. On Tuesday.